0: Host, and she goes by the name of Amber E. Amber is um I'm going to introduce her before she talks. So Amber has been one of my best friends since high school and I initially was not her best friend when I got to high school. She was just a girl that I just knew. And then once we got to like maybe junior year, I want to say of high school and we started thinking about college, we kind of came together cuz we were like, "Hey, we are like minded. We have similar goals. And we started hanging out more because we were applying to a lot of the same colleges and going through the same process together. And lucky, lucky here, about <laughs> a good 10 years later, still my wifey, and um, everything's going great. So I would like to introduce you to the wonderful Amber. Say hello.
1: Hey, y'all. I'm glad to be here friend of the podcast mentioned sometimes mm-hmm. glad <laughs> to be a mentioned. part of the conversation <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's finally a part of the conversation i've given her shout outs i feel like in like two or three and i've only had four episodes so <laughs> but it's all good things though <laughs> i'm telling you a lot of the conversations i have literally with her and taylor are is the reason why i wanted to do this because i was like we have some great conversations we just do we just do and I feel like they are truly the intellectual conversations you have with your homegirl. So if you don't have homegirls you can have like intellectual hood conversations with, make sure you continue listening listen to this podcast because we bring it. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. So Amber, um, talk a little bit about your hobbies and what you do. Let's, let's learn a little bit about Amber before we get into this.
1: Okay, well, I am a visual artist, and I also like doing like little home design projects. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm always like painting my house and like just kind of painting generally. So I've Mm -hmm. been doing a lot of like digital artwork. I'm working on a t-shirt line right now, just about like my journey with um, just a recent relationship ending. And then just like my journey as a black woman, you know, living with a physical difference, things like that. So um, I like having good conversations. I like to laugh. I like hood foods and good foods. <laughs> and I uh, just started um, working on like a hair in Caroline. So stay tuned for all that good stuff.:
0: She has a lot of good stuff she named a lot. She is a really good artist, um, and I will link her Instagram in the show notes so you can go follow her Instagram. I think she still has an art Instagram. I'm not 100% sure if it's active, but right. she
1: <laughs> under
0: construction. <laughs> under construction, but she is a wonderful artist and I'm excited about her t-shirt line. So you'll definitely hear like little phrases she says throughout this episode and she comes up mm-hmm. with some good phrases. I'm going to tell you and she comes up with them <laughs> so quickly. And I don't know how, but <laughs> they're really good and they're going to be on the T-shirt. So that is good. Also, quick, funny story about um, Amber and I's early relationship. This is when we weren't really friends. This, this will tell you what kind of person I was in high school. Mm-hmm. She, um, I did not know who she was. I, I mean, I knew who she was. We knew each other throughout high school. Of course, our high school was really small. Our graduating class was 62 students, I want to say. And it was around 62. I just looked at my transcript.
1: Girl, I thought it was
0: 93. But... No, it was not, girl. Smile. Girl, you, people are really going to be in
1: your comments. <laughs>
0: They're going to say, first of all, I graduated with you. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> but no, our school was still pretty sm- It was less than 75 students yeah. in our class, our graduating class. And, um, Amber mentioned her physical indifference so she has a little arm so I literally told everyone that I encountered that Amber's arm had got bitten off by a shark when she was younger that's the reason she didn't have girl so (laughs) of course that made it back to her because people like yo Amber did your arm get bitten off by a shark but I
1: didn't know that you said it and you let somebody else go down for it. Yes. And she didn't know I
0: said it until like years later.
1: I just feel like we honestly became friends from being around each other in the same places constantly. Mm-hmm. So we were in honors classes together. Like we would always come in the classroom and then see each other. Mm-hmm. So we would be thank you a little bit. And then we would sit in the same spot. Wait, what? You were following um,
0: me. I don't know if it would be me following you, but definitely we... Me we were forced to become friends but it all worked down the end right <laughs> you're welcome yeah so today amber and i are going to talk about something that we've been kind of talking about for a couple months now um once i got out of my last long-term relationship and started dating around more we of course would and she also got out of a long-term relationship and she started dating around and we would discuss these situations with each other and you know we just came to identify a few things a few red flags in our situation so today we're going to be talking about the fact that men feel like they own women regardless of the situation Mm -hmm. so amber when i give you the word ownership what do you think about
1: um, the first thing that really comes to mind for me is like territory, property, some kind of like investment or something that you have rights to, something that you feel like entitled to, like it's yours.
0: I love all those words you use. So sort of like I own my house, you own your house. We are homeowners. We invested in it and it's our territory. But- so Amber, when I let's say, <coughs> so, so Amber, it. yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> edit that out. Okay. So Amber, um, what do you think about when I say the word ownership?
1: So the first thing that comes to mind when I hear ownership is property. Um, I think about territory, investment, something that you have rights to paperwork mm-hmm. for and then just something that you have a sense of entitlement over
0: so you're literally talking about the homes that we own right
1: yeah or any kind of property
0: (laughs) like i wouldn't (laughs) i I was like you were talking about our house like i feel like you were talking about this is my house this is my territory my
1: yeah investment any objects you know what i mean it's like really objectified (laughs) so like i wouldn't talk about a person you know like this you know or even a pet. Like, I don't.
0: Yeah. I don't no, I don't even say I. I mean, I own Pierre. I am his owner in that sense, but.
1: But you don't even say that. You, you say you're his mom. Know
0: I do say I'm his mom, but you know, Pierre also do whatever he wants to do.
1: Girl, he needs but to be on a podcast,
0: mate. He really needs his own episode <laughs> about how to be a strong black independent dog. <laughs> Mixed race. <laughs> <laughs> he, he It depends is he still mixed race? I don't know. That's another subject. We'll talk about whether or not Pierre is still mixed race on another episode. Tune
1: in next time. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay. So what about ownership over women?
1: I'm glad that you used the word over because I feel like it's very hierarchical um, and extremely problematic. So I feel like a lot of times when I hear this phrase, it's used to like, position women in a lower position within a society or a conversation Mm -hmm. or a situation and I definitely feel like it's something that contributes to violence and rape culture so I don't like that I love everything you said so
0: just thinking about the times that we've been in these situations because of course I know your story you know my story but listeners don't why do you feel like men feel like they own women like why And of course we can, I know we can obviously refer to like the social constructs and the way things are, but do you think there's another reason or is it literally like, this is just the way it is?
1: I think that there, there's like a multitude of reasons and I don't feel like every man is like this. I just feel like society has been like positioned to be so patriarchal. Like, so we can look at it from like a religious standpoint. We can look at it from a financial standpoint. Um, it's just that men have always been put in this position of like being like saviors and providers for women. You know what I mean? And I think that's a lot of where it comes from. And so mm-hmm. even now in society, if a man can't provide or, or he, you know, he's not even in those positions, he still feels entitled to having those same feelings about women. Like, I feel like society has conditioned men. And especially, like, in the Black community, Black men to feel like they're, like, this asset, this blessing to Black women, which they are, but not in so much so in a way that they should feel like they have entitlement or ownership over us or to us.
0: hmm And, I mean, as far as, like, men, I definitely feel like men should be the provider and the protector. Like, when I get married, I want my husband to be that, but... I don't want it to also come with him feeling like he owns me. And well, and I mean like literally like marriage was based in, this is your person. You own her, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going through a divorce right now and I just, (laughs) I just realized it in the conversations that I've had with so many people, it's just that women are expected to like give up their name and like, give up their bodies I hate it it's just like there are so many sacrifices and it just I really it was never really appealing to me (laughs) to be married like I never was I never was um just very pressed about being married in a lot of ways but then like I just realized how much it's like even if you're a really independent woman people expect you to kind of like Conform and assimilate into this like mother role, whatever that means. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just be up under your man and let your man guide you. But it's like, what if I'm the one with the map? What if I'm the one who knows the land the best? It doesn't really matter. Like, people think just for principal reasons and for like to coax the male ego that you should take that back seat. Uh-uh. And what, what am I getting out of marriage? You know, like, <laughs> male egos
0: are definitely, um, and I'm, <laughs> Men, if you're listening, (laughs) we love (laughs) y'all. We love you. I don't hate men. I love men, but I mean, they're problematic traits of men, just like they're problematic traits of women. But Mm -hmm. this episode just happens to be about problematic traits of men. That's all. It's nothing. It's nothing more, nothing less, really. But, um, yo, that last name thing triggers me. It's triggered me since I was younger, like literally a child, I would tell my mom, like, I want my husband to take my last name. And then as I got older, I was like, okay, like, he doesn't have to take my last name. Like, but I'm definitely, I will take his last name, but I'm going to hyphenate it. Because mm-hmm. I just don't want to get rid of everything. Especially, like, if I went on to go get my doctor. It's like, I, I'm i using my, my birth last name. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I agree. So we are going to, I guess, get into talking about times when men felt like they owned us individually, and then we'll kind of dissect those. So do you want to go first, or you want me to go first?
1: Um, I think you should go first.
0: Okay, awesome. I I truly was not expecting that at all. I want to say I'm <laughs> really surprised.
1: And I didn't know I had a choice. I thought I was going to have to go first anyway. <laughs>
0: I wanted you to go first, but I'll go first. Um, so I guess the time um, a man felt like he owned me was when I was dating. I was not in a relationship with this man. I just want to clarify that I was dating this man. So we met on a dating app and that was my first time like trying dating apps, going out with someone from the dating app. So it started off good, like we, we the first time we met, like, there was a little bit of a spark, but I wouldn't say it was like, big time sparks for me, I will honestly say that, and I knew that throughout the entire situation, but can't, you know, I was like, no, I'm gonna keep trying, so we hung out, like, we dated for like a solid, like, two months, and then... I took him to like meet my friends. My friend was throwing this birthday party we all met at her house and we pre-gamed and we were going out afterwards and I brought him to that with me and I was already having doubts about him before that. Well, it's not even really doubts about him, more so doubts about how I felt about him. And he came to this party with me and that definitely solidified all of my doubts. So I, I saw him drunk for the first time, really, I saw him in a club, I saw him around other people like we were by ourselves all the time. And I think it's very important to see people in different environments before you decide to commit to anyone or okay. you know, take the next step with them. Take them in different environments, see who they are. So when I saw him like that, I was like, no. <laughs> I <laughs> I shan't move forward with this. Um so it was literally like a couple days after that, I talked to him. And I mean, of course, he felt like he met my friend. So he felt like, oh, we're on the right track. Because girls, it the stereotype around women is if she introduces you to her friends, she really likes you or something like that. But That's I don't so roll done, that way. I'm
1: bringing, I'm bringing all my side niggas to him. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> like, I don't want to just keep hanging out with you. Like, I want to hang out with other people too In you. But mm-hmm. he definitely felt like he was like moving towards relationship with me and I had to stop it. So I was like, Hey, and I told him, I was honest at first. I was just like, Hey, like I'm really not feelings anymore. I don't feel a a spark between us. And he was so stuck on the fact that there was not a spark between us. And he told me, you know, let's wait it out. Like he wouldn't let me break up with him essentially. And I was like, this is really weird because I, I ended it with you and I remember I called Amber I called Taylor I was like this I, I I told him it's over but he won't let me break up with him and I think the same thing happened with you Amber so he was like hey let's meet up and eat and talk mm-hmm. me being I I went to go eat with him I knew I didn't want to but I wanted to go eat because he let me <laughs> choose the place <laughs> you didn't
1: and- want to get out the house
0: I just want to get out of the house. He let me choose the place. And I was like, cool. So we went to go eat and I felt nothing towards him as I was sent across from him. But I can tell that he really was like, let's make this work. And I was like, we lit. And I'm telling y'all, we were not in a relationship. I'm going to tell y'all one more time. We were not <laughs> in a relationship of any sort. It was still very much getting to know each other. Um, so eventually, like I had to tell him again, but this time I had to, I felt, so this is where it got problematic. I felt like I had to lie to him and this happens a lot with, Mm -hmm. at at least in my life. Like you feel like you have to lie to men or exaggerate your situation just to get them to leave you alone. So I was like, Hey, like my ex-boyfriend reached out to me and I, we, we think we want to like work on it. Complete lie. And he was like, no, like, you you are just letting him win the situation you need to work on yourself you don't need to do this blah 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 and he tried to be my friend still and walk through the situation with me he was like when I, I want to hold your hand I want to do this with you and I was like I literally just don't want to talk to you anymore so eventually like I think I I forgot what I did to like break up with him for the last time I was like I was just like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like, I feel like that's what happened. I just got fed up. So I was just like, okay, like, I've been trying to be nice. So again, appeasing his ego, trying to not make him feel as bad. But I was just like, okay, like, no, it's over. Like, stop. So I blocked him on Instagram, blocked his number. And I think that's the only place I blocked him. Do y'all know he ended up ending me, adding me on Facebook after that? And I was mm-hmm. like, this is, this is not what you're supposed to do after you break up with someone. So after Somebody he asked you for boundaries, right? Boundaries. But he added me on Facebook after we broke up. Um. So then after he added me on Facebook, I blocked him. He sent me two emails after the breakup. There was one, like, just, um, I think there was one in the beginning of December. And then there was one literally on Christmas Eve. And he was just like, Hey, I hope you're doing well. Yada, yada, yada. But I was just entirely I ignored all those emails, of course, but the entire thing triggered me because he just wouldn't let go of the entire thing. And in my eyes, it was not that serious because again, I felt like I defined our boundaries pretty clearly, like we were dating, but he he even told me, like, in the process of us breaking up, like, I thought we were falling in love. And I was like, oh, Jesus, you were falling in love. And that's strange because you don't even know me. You literally don't know me. So how could you? So, yeah, that that's my story about a man feeling like he had ownership over me, even though I told him multiple times and even had to lie. To get out of it, and he still would not let me out of it. And um also, it was also very frightening. I will add this as well because he was trained by the military and he was a police officer. So I was kind of afraid too because, like, you never know what people are doing. I I don't know about y'all. I was raised on Lifetime, Unsolved Mysteries, Snap. <laughs> okay. That's what my mama gave me. That's what my mama fed me as I was younger. So I was like. This is what men are capable of. even though Snap is about women. But still, I was raised on Lifetime movies. And um, I just literally didn't know. I remember showing one of my coworkers an email he sent me. And I was like, what? And literally the first thing my coworker asked me was, do you own a gun? And I was like, mm. did, it, did, did this, like, as a man reading another man's email, like, that's what he thought I needed. He was like, no, nah, like. He That's sounds terrifying. crazy. Yeah. So it got to that point. So yeah, Amber, we're ready for you now.
1: <laughs> okay. So my situation is kind of similar, but a little bit different. Um, So I was actually approached by a close friend of mine that I've been friends with for a very, very long time um and he approached me during a time where I was just in a very vulnerable place And he's like hey you know I know we've been out as friends but I think you know whenever you're ready you should let me plan a date night or whatever and we could just like have a real official date and i was like okay cool so I waited a few months you know I just wanted to take care of myself and I wasn't really ready to date but I decided to use this as a safe space because I thought this would be like a safe space to just you know test something out like and just kind of feel my way through a situation because i was like coming out of a really long really well it's still in the midst of a really tumultuous situation so from the beginning it just was not working uh, it just it was bad like we would be cool but then we would just argue basically like every week or every other week and it would just be like real arguments to make me know that he just didn't understand and kind of couldn't meet me where I was because I'm just like a very esoteric type of person. So he just couldn't meet me in the spot that I was in. And I remember we had a mutual friend who actually was trying to mediate the situation between us and kind of trying to like offer him, you know, tips and stuff. But from very early on, I was just like, I really don't think I'm a good fit for you. Like this is a good fit. And I just was really kind of trying to push him to just explore different things. But he had his mind made up that he just wanted to be me and like that I was kind of the reason why I wasn't working. (laughs) He just told me like I wasn't patient enough and I didn't listen enough. And he would kind of just like try to gaslight me and just like tell me that I really didn't know what was best. Like there were a few times, yeah. I forgot to
0: mention that same thing over here.
1: Yeah, I wrote I wrote that down when I heard you talking. Like, it's very, I'm trying to find the right word to say. Like, it's very disheartening. It's like, it's violent too. When you're telling somebody that you know what's best for them more so than they do. Like, that's a problem for me. That's a sense of entitlement in itself that you feel like you can speak and you can tell me what my needs are what my wants are, what a better fit is for me if I'm telling you explicitly what is not working.
0: Thank you. Two snaps. Two snaps for Amber. (laughs) One, two. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: so we ended up talking for like probably the same amount of time. I think he asked him to be his girlfriend, which probably lasted for like a day or two. And I was just like, you know what? you need to go find you a girlfriend to practice with. Like, you need to find you somebody because it's not me. (laughs) Like, I'm not even emotionally available. Like, I was very real, very honest. I'm very upfront because I don't like to mismanage people's emotions. And so I try to make sure I'm doing the same thing for another person. And so it just eventually, like, we had some nice, maybe like two dates that were cool in between. But for the most part, we didn't see each other a lot. We were talking on the phone and it was just like a hit or miss type of situation. So when uh, a few months later down the road, he just got to a point where he was just like, if you're going to end this, then you need to end it. And he just kept saying that, just throwing that back at me. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's do this. <laughs> and he blew up on me and was like, no. And I was like, no, like, this isn't a conversation. Like, you can't tell me, especially after egging this on for so long, you can't tell me when it's going to stop. Like, mm-hmm. this is over with. And he's just like, well, You never wanted it to work. This this was a waste of time. Like, you really just played me and all this stuff, just mismanaged my expectations and all this stuff. You never want... Like, he just really went full throttle on me. And I was like, cool. Like, I don't have time for this anyway. Like, and I really tried to approach it in a way to be polite to his feelings the same way Quanisha did, but it just (laughs) didn't work for me. So... We didn't talk for a few months. I tried to give him time to move on, and he just kept coming back with his feelings, similar to the way that your guy did. He kept coming back to me, kept trying to talk to me, and I would talk to our mutual friends, and everybody would just be like, it's not that serious. I don't know why he won't move on. But another problem that I, that I encountered in this situation is that men will be transparent with women, but they won't tell the truth to their friends if they feel like it's going to hurt their ego. Or hurt their feelings, and yeah. so that in itself too, is problematic because if you know that your friend has created in their mind this illusion or like is putting all their feelings in a situation where very clearly it wasn't like that, give them a reality check mm-hmm. you can you 're letting this man think that his feelings are justified when a woman has told him no <laughs> and that 's just not right, and so we ended up having another big blowout. Um, after we had like a game night at my house he came over to get his stuff and um i told him you know if you want to chill because we had been cool for a minute like just you know he was trying to be friendly or play the friend card with me and it was just like it seemed all right so we had um he came over to get stuff and then he left his wallet which (laughs) we said was like a kind of like a a manipulation trip because i had to take no man leave their wallet
0: behind
1: no yeah So, I took his wallet to him the next day, and my best friend was with me, who lives with me, and she was just like, Oh, you know, we should all have a game night. So, I was like, I ain't really trying to do that, but if we're going to do that, then he needs to invite one of his friends, too. So, it'll be like four of us. It'll be yeah. balanced. So, we had a, a game night, it was really fun. His friend came, and we all know each other. So, it was just cool. We were just kicking it. And so, his friend was really, really funny, and we all ended up exchanging numbers. So, After, during that time, um, he started, like, that weekend especially, he just started making me very uncomfortable. Um, Much like he had been doing over the past few months, he was texting me about his feelings. During game night, he asked if he could come upstairs to my room. Like, it was just a lot of things. And so Mm -hmm. I just said, for once and for all, I'm going to have this conversation and I can't be his friend. And so I talked, I spoke to our mutual male friends, and they were just like, just ignore him, just ghost him, like, you don't need to talk to him. And I was like, no, I'm going to be nice, I'm going to be polite, because I wouldn't want anybody to do that to me. So I called him to have this conversation, and he was really cool at first, but I told him, like, I can't be your friend anymore, because you don't respect my boundaries. And so once I said that, it was like, he flipped the switch, he was pissed, he got loud with me, he started getting a little aggressive, just like, you know, telling me, He couldn't believe I called his phone like that. Just uh, uh, going a little wild. And I was like, this isn't even a conversation. Like, I'm giving you a heads up that I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And that's what this is. Like, and he just told me, like, basically, you're you act like a nigga. And I used to like that about you. That's why we're friends. But I don't like it because, like, you're acting like a nigga who's not shit. Like, you really mismanaged my emotions. Like, you led me on. And I was like, how? I've been telling you I don't want to be with you. I've been telling you, like, this isn't working for me. I didn't shake my ass in your face when you came over here. Like, I didn't, (laughs) like, I'm telling you explicitly, I don't want this. We even talked about dating other people. So it's like, you made up in your mind that this is something that you didn't want to do. And he's like, well, you know, you shouldn't have invited me, you know, to stay longer and spend time with you. And I'm like, he's like, I knew I should have left. I said, well, you should have left then. Because if you aren't at an emotional capacity to deal with certain things, you're responsible for your feelings. If I go back and I have sex with my ex-husband, mm-hmm. nobody's going to be like, girl, why did that man let you have sex with him? He is a dirtbag." They're going to be like, silly girl. That's
0: true. They are <laughs> going to place all the blame on you. And I, when, when I guess like in our situations, like with us being women, trying to be honest with men about our feelings and it's not the same. What am I trying to say? They don't align with the men's feelings, right? Our feelings yeah. don't align with men's feelings. Right. So it's like, how could you? Are you stupid? Like, same thing. Yeah, you can't people. reject me. Yeah, like, it who, doesn't make like sense. You know, and like, I know the guy you're talking about as well. And I know I told you about my guy. And I feel like yeah. both of them were the quote unquote, nice guy, you know, like, how could you mm-hmm. not like them? They do everything right. They say please and thank you. Older women <sighs> love them. And I think that um, it's even worse when the nice guy
1: does it. It's worse and it makes it makes us feel like like in my situation I just felt like he was just plotting on me and I didn't really realize it until like after it was done how bad it was because he came to me during such a vulnerable time but then like was asking things of me that I could not give because I was in that vulnerable time yeah and then was upset like but I'm being up front you know and so I t- after I told him we wouldn't be friends anymore um I we, I still was hanging out with his his friend who came to the house, and we'll call him Lamar. huh. <laughs> and oh so Lamar used to come to the house, chill. We would, like, just talk and just have real conversations about life experiences and stuff. And um, he actually started coming over to hang out with my best friend, but then it just got to be where me and him were having conversations. And then I remember calling Queen and being like, man, I like him. Like, <laughs> I know I should not like him, but I do. You know, and it was a problem. And so Lamar and I ended up having a conversation about it. And like, we knew it was going to be some kind of weird dynamic. And so he was going to have a conversation with Brad, the other guy that will.
0: <laughs> the guy. <laughs> like, so wait, so just to clarify, because maybe yeah. I, people will get confused. The guy we've been talking about this entire time from your story, we're going to call Brad. Brad. And then you started talking to a new guy. Lamar. And we'll call him Lamar.
1: Okay, continue. So <laughs> as soon as I started liking Lamar, and it was, it was just very innocent, just conversations, just talks, just really getting to know each other and stuff. I knew that it was going to be an issue because Brad was so sensitive. But like, I, so I reached out to our mutual male friends who was privy to all this information. And so I came to him and I was like, hey, you know, I like somebody I kind of shouldn't like. And I'm trying to see how to move. Like, should I have this conversation with Brad? Um, should I back off of this situation? Because it's still not really that serious. Like, I could just back out of here. And he was just like, you know, we're all grown. Live your life. Like, I don't really like it or whatever. Like, it, it like, I, I could see him being a, Brad being really upset about it. But, you know, I think y'all are grown. And if you like him and you think it's something worth pursuing, you should pursue it. But also... It's not your place to have that conversation with Brad. This is a conversation between men. You just an ex. (laughs) And so that really led us to have a conversation about why men feel like they can ex me out of a situation and I can't speak on myself. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't feel like, I, I just feel like how can you tell me that these two individuals (laughs) who I'm the reason for a situation and these two other individuals are more they're in a better position to speak on me which makes no sense to me like it didn't make any sense to me so I get it from that
0: standpoint as well sorry to interrupt you but I get that like you like you should be involved in the conversation that is about you and your business and who you are talking to but at the same time did Lamar talk to Brad before he realized he also had feelings for you.
1: Right. And so they had conversations, but Lamar said Brad would just be like it wasn't that serious. So you and him. every every yeah, it wasn't that serious. Everybody was under the impression that it just wasn't that serious, but I guess he wasn't really upfront about his feelings. It wasn't that serious. It, it wasn't It wasn't I mean, like serious. It wasn't, but but my thing is, like, I don't... I, I think it's fine to have a conversation with your friend, like, beforehand. Like, I've done that with my friends, and we've been fine. Like, they've gone on to have, like, really good relationships, like, with people who I have been with previously, but I don't feel ownership over people. And then, also, I can handle the truth. You have to be able to handle the truth if you want people to come to you with the truth. You know what I mean? So,
0: Girl, it's just weird. I don't even... But, you don't have to talk about that one, because when you said that the other... <laughs> really i don't know i don't know and it's weird because like is it ownership over the other person like if you've had a full relationship with someone and that's different say
1: you okay so that's completely different what i'm saying is sometimes men will lay their eyes on you sometimes Mm -hmm. they'll get your phone number y'all will talk for a little while you'll know it's not rocking y'all didn't even have a chance to build anything in our cases we didn't even really make memories with people you know what i mean not romantic memories and they still feel like you have to speak on me you need clearance to talk to this person you feel what i'm saying it's different if like you you were with somebody like in our even for a substantial amount of time that y'all had like really good times y'all built something you had a foundation you're like this is nothing like it really was not serious
0: okay so if i have not had just to clarify so if i have yeah if I would have been talking to someone for maybe like three months and like in my case, so the guy I was talking yeah. to, well, we had something romantic. It was like a romantic thing. Mm-hmm. And let's say you then come and say, he comes and starts talking to you and he's like, I think I like Amber. And then you're like, Oh, I think I like him too. Would mm-hmm. I be wrong then to feel some type of way if you and him pursue a romantic thing?
1: I don't think that, you're wrong for feeling any type of way. I don't think Brad's wrong for feeling any type of way. I think the the way that you act on it dictates <laughs> how wrong it is. You know what I mean? It's like your feelings are yours and they're valid. But yeah. if you're standing in a way of somebody else's happiness, if you're standing, if you're also overstepping somebody's boundaries that they have clearly put down, you're a problem. Like, and and it was really... It was really hard for me because I was going through a situation like that and I could, I approached it in a completely different way. So it was just like, and I had more, I was in a place to feel more entitled in my situation than he was. So it was just like a slap in the face to me (laughs) for you to feel like you can just keep me in this little box in your mind, especially when I'm telling you from day one, it's not working. So it's different if we just were in love, we, you know having this, like, storybook romance type of shit. But it wasn't like that. So it's just, like, what's really the issue here? The issue is you don't even want to think about your friend getting further with me than you did.
0: Got it. That's what it really is, you know? And also the way you were feeling about him. Like, you were just like, I... I didn't like you that much. He clearly liked you more than you liked him, but you did not like him that much. But
1: the thing is he didn't like me. He liked his idea of me. And that's what he was attached to. So the Mm -hmm. reason why we would get into arguments and things like that is because we would butt heads about things. Like I'm not the type of woman that you can put me in my place and things like that. And you shouldn't feel that you have to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's a, I'm just, I'm just not that type of person. Either I'm for you or I'm not. I'm very matter of fact. I'm very, but I'm sweet. You know what I mean? But it's just, we would argue about my character traits. And if we're arguing about my character traits, why are we here? Like we, we were having so many arguments. I don't argue like that in relationships, period. But we're not even in a relationship and we arguing. For what? Like we don't even have time to build anything good because the key, we don't even line up our key principles. I remember it was two It was a few things that he said to me that made me know that we weren't on the same page, and that he thought about womanhood in a way that was problematic. The first, (laughs) the first thing I could
0: have recorded the way your face looked when you said problematic.
1: I am feeling it in my spirit, and so um, the first thing was when we first started talking. He told me if this works out, we can be a power couple like the Clintons or the Kennedys. Okay, wait, because I definitely. definitely definitely
0: (laughs) remember you saying that and i was like like who think about those women in
1: that situation and think about those men i am i we're not gonna talk about this we're gonna move forward second thing he said to me the second thing he said to me is um
0: but do you think that, like, he wasn't thinking that deep into it? Like, he really thinks the
1: Clintons, <laughs> baby. And, think about it a little bit. Think about it a little bit. He, and really,
0: he probably thought that, like, the Clintons and the Kennedys were. And I'm just, I need somebody like, who's collect- thinking about it deeper, baby. I feel thinking like when black it. people say power couple, though, they immediately say Beyonce and Jay Z or, and and, or Barack and Michelle. Like, those are literally. Bro. The- power black cop and he black
1: okay he is he is black okay girl he picks. okay so anyway the next thing is i was going through a really bad i was having a very hard time (laughs) with my son's father um and i just i was kind of uneasy and i remember him telling me you know if something happens to you you can rest assured knowing that you will be avenged and I was like, "What the fuck does that mean to me? If I'm dead, though, like, how is that supposed to make me feel better?" Oh, yeah, that's what? something to feed your ego. You know what I mean? And I know we're off on a little tangent, but I'm just letting give y'all a little background about what I was dealing with. <laughs> and this was just not for me, okay? Like, this is just not. It was not for me. So, okay, now back to the story. <laughs> I told our mutual friends. Wait. What happened? <laughs> I forgot that we had gotten off on a completely Girl, you asked me tangent. some questions, but I'm, we're, we're coming back. So this, I'm about to wrap this up real quick. So I told my mutual friend, he said, you know what? That's for Lamar to have that conversation. So we're going to leave that to him. He just needs to sit down and have that conversation. So I'm like, okay, cool. Two weeks later, I found out this mutual friend went and ran and tell, told my business. <laughs> Not even to Brad, but to some other guy that they're friends with. And everybody's up in arms. Oh, <sighs> okay. So he blew up my spot and um, he didn't even tell about the conversation. He basically was just like Lamar is fake. He's trying to talk to Amber behind her ass back. And that's what was going around a friend group. So I'm like, wow, I was trying to do damage control. Cause it just wasn't like that. And this is all because I said I had a crush on somebody. This is all because I said I had, a, I like somebody like regular human nature. <laughs> So at this point, you had never even
0: said like, hey, me and Lamar are dating. Like you just said. No, we weren't
1: even dating. We like, we just, we just like to be around each other, just having conversations and stuff. And so it ended up uh, getting back to Brad and I had to have a conversation. I didn't, I thought about having a conversation with him, but I'm so glad I did not. <laughs> um, I, And, but it did lead me to have several different conversations with men in my life that I really respect and I still do. Um, that I thought were really progressive and they are in a lot of ways, but they all have this mentality of like, you know, I, I can't cross out my brother because like, it doesn't matter if they talk for a day. It doesn't matter if he had a crush on this woman. It doesn't matter if he never had a chance with this woman in his life and she would be perfect for me. Like I would not talk to her because that would be me taking his chance. That would be me getting in his spot. That would be me stepping on his toes and I I said okay men
0: definitely do that all the time though like literally bro code is something serious bro bro code will never be broken and like I can definitely say I've been friends with guys for like a long time in my life like I I have a lot of male friendships
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I don't think I will ever come before bro code
1: never I know I knew. that's something I said like I knew in my situation it was a strong possibility when I told him that he could run back and tell even though I feel like I'm the closest person to him in the friend group because there are things that I know about this mutual friend that nobody knows but that's neither here nor there so it, it was it really made me feel some type of way because everybody it was a running joke for a long time how the situation between me and Brad was really not that serious and he was being very sensitive but his friends wouldn't communicate that to him. And then also, it was a running joke because I saw Brad and their mutual friends disrespect women when we were talking. So, like, there was a situation where um, a woman bought an expensive gift for Brad, and he decided to just ghost her because he felt like it was too uncomfortable to tell her, you know, I'm talking to somebody, this and that. So, he just ghosted her. Even after we talked about it, he asked me for advice. He just ghosted her anyway. And then there was another situation where he and another one of his mutual friends did talk to the same girl and he was kind of in the same situation, like a similar situation as he was with me. So he's very close to this woman. um, And he ended up disclosing some personal information about things that happened between them to his friend who was trying to talk to the same girl, Oh, but wouldn't tell her that he told. So he, So his friend could play like this mind game of like, she should just tell me the truth unprovoked. I'm just going to keep asking her the same questions over and over again. And I thought that was really messed up because you can't demand the truth and you can't demand respect that you're not willing to give out like you're very self-righteous. And that's why I was like, I know a lot of y'all thought listening to this that I was a city girl and maybe I am. (laughs) But at least I can stand on it. You know what I mean? At least I could tell the truth. It's just like, I can't hold you to a higher standard than you're willing to hold yourself. And I respected your feelings more than you respected mine. So it just was a lot. And so I started having this conversation with my mutual friends about just like how I feel like this whole situation was centered around one man's feelings that weren't even like really solidified in anything. And it just really bothered me. And so they're all still friends. So Brad and Lamar had a conversation. They're cool all these guys, they're cool. I'm not friends with them anymore because I just felt like that was very trifling, yeah. you know? And then um, if you're going to do bro code, I feel like you should also handle your female friends in the same way. like, where is that code? When you guys are trying to talk to all of our friends, just because my friends don't bite down and your friends do, does not make it less disrespectful, you know? So um, I think my, my main, oh, well, I'll tell y'all how Brad reacted. He hates me. <laughs> that's what got back to me. Uh, he, he came back and said that, like, he really hates me. He thought we were in love. I don't know how he thought that if I'm explicitly telling you this is not working, but okay. And then he just decided, like, I don't want to be friends with her anymore. Now, that's what really pissed me off, because how can you not be friends with somebody who's already not friends with you? That shows you don't respect my boundaries <laughs> at all. And so it kind of made me grateful for the situation, because all, if all I had to do was have a crush on your friend, for you to feel so rocked to your core that you can never see me, you can never be around me again, good. I'm just starting liking every nigga I know, friend. I hate If you start getting hard, because they don't listen to no,
0: so it... <laughs> they don't. And you know what? They <laughs> don't. Because in my situation, my my guy did not listen. Like, they just won't nope. listen. And I forgot what you said. It'll come back to me.
1: Yeah, But
0: yes... I definitely your story was very close to mine. We both had similar guys. Like I remember when we when we were talking about these men, we were like, that's the same guy. (laughs) That's literally the same guy. And I will I will double down on this because I truly believe in it. It's always the nice guy. Yeah. It's the nice guy. Do not trust the nice guy. Like, sorry, nice guys. But I'm telling you, the nice look at guy, him a little more closely. That's what you yeah. Mean. Look at him a little, yeah. Because yeah. they will hide behind that niceness, but they mm-hmm. are truly like some of. They try to be controlling, but of course, you if yeah, if you can be controlled, then there's nothing that that, <laughs> ah, stop. Stop that you know stop it. because I'm not gonna say that every I'm not gonna say if they want to control you, they can't. It's false, like.
1: Some people can be controlled easily. Yeah. Some people are more controlled easily than others, or controlled more easily than others. So yeah, I do agree with that. I just think that like my takeaway from this is like, I mean, a few things that I already said, I'm not gonna say again. But the main thing for me was like, don't let anybody gaslight you into thinking that they're the best choice for you if they're not. Like, and men, stop doing that. Stop gaslighting us. Because I know phrases I used to hear a lot are like, I'm a really nice guy. Like, Mm -hmm. you're just not satisfied. Or like, you're just too hard to please, And like, you don't know what you want. And what Brad used to say to me is like, you're just too smart for your own good. Like, you don't want this to work. And I'm like, nah, just pay attention to the signs. Like, he used to tell me I'm a different guy. Like, even if you've been through this like 10 times before, I'm still a different person. Now what? Does that make if I stepped in a puddle 10 times and it was wet?
0: <laughs> I completely agree with that. And the gaslighting thing is so real. No, but you're so dumb if you stepped in a puddle. And I told y'all, that quote is going to be on a t shirt. <laughs> But yeah, oh. I didn't mention it. I don't think I mentioned it. But like, yeah, even in my situation, I remember when I had to lie and tell the guy like, hey, my ex-boyfriend, thinking about you. Yeah. Giving- he doesn't deserve you. You don't even you know see, what you have to run out of a man. relationship. I had to I had to validate me leaving him because like, it was like, no, I'm leaving you for another oh man. God. Not because I want <laughs> like, to leave you.
1: You had to say, basically, I'm going back to my other owner. <laughs> Don't so so leave mother, me
0: alone. I would never leave you for no reason.
1: It can't just be like I don't want to be here. It has to be like something else. It's like, silly girl, you don't really know. I'm like, who knows better than me? I'm with myself all the time. I spend quality time with myself. That doesn't mean anything.
0: But even just, I guess, just to wrap it up, like even yeah. when I think back to the beginning, when you when I asked you what do you think about like the word property, you mentioned territory. Ownership. Mm-hmm. Entitlement. Um, entitlement. <laughs> and I feel like these are all themes that ring very loudly throughout each of yeah. our stories.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm just hoping for a better future. So like and I want to reiterate what Quee said earlier. We're not trying to bash men. If anything, <laughs> we just want better outcomes for everybody. We want you guys to be able to recognize like these qualities and like just yeah. be able to take some thoughtful consideration. And just like I told y'all, the way that men are able to point out the qualities in us when they say we act like guys that they don't like, that's really you pointing out hyper masculinity problematic actions that you guys do that you just don't want women to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to you, that's you know? Point. So, yeah, like it's just a problem when a woman does it. Like, it's a problem if I come out here acting like Future and party next the word Drake, but y'all could do it. Like.
0: I'm okay with Future and Party Next Door and Drake doing it because they are upfront with it. Mm-hmm.
1: Girl. Just
0: don't try to, like, I don't even know. Does Omarion act problematic? I'm going to say, Omar- don't try to pretend you're Omarion, but you really 50 Cent behind closed doors.
1: Exactly. Or, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Tell me, tell me after this. I will, I say? will, I will. Y'all, if y'all ask in the comment section, I might slide <laughs> in you.
0: With that being said, please make sure that you are following at QT with a pod. And we are going to pose some questions, of course. So what did you think of these situations we post? Is it really the nice guy that's always the worst guy? Do men ever feel like they have ownership over women? Are we just lying right now? Are we making all of this up? Are we um, silly women? Right. Are we just silly women? If not, tell us about a time a man <laughs> felt like he had ownership over you. Um, so, yeah, those, those are the things I'm feeling right now. Do you want to add any other, like, I guess, lasting questions or thoughts that people can leave in the comments?
1: Um, I just want to reiterate something else that you said, trust your gut. trust your instincts. Oh, said this, yeah, in a previous episode, please trust yourself. If it doesn't feel right, don't force it ever. We don't force anything around here. If it's not what you want, don't force it. If you have to really work really, really hard to make something work, it's not supposed to be hard. Relationships are supposed to work and then you'll have hurdles that you'll jump. You shouldn't be jumping hurdles all the time unless you run track, baby.
0: You shouldn't jump hurdles from the get-go. Like, as soon as... No. Specific, no. But, yes, please uh-uh. trust your gut. I, I stand Pay attention to red flags. I stand by it. Pay attention to red flags. And if you don't know how to identify red flags, please make sure that you identify the closest homegirl to you and talk through them with her, and she will help you identify said red flags. That is what Amber and I do together.
1: Mm-hmm. Follow in our DMs. We'll help you, and you'll, we'll keep you anonymous.
0: Exactly. With that being said, we wish you a happy, happy day. And goodbye. (laughs) See you later. Bye.